Last week, we started the series on open heart. Can you say that with me? Open heart. And we proclaim the good news that God can heal you everywhere you hurt. God can heal you everywhere that you hurt, that God heals you spiritually, emotionally, physically, financially, and he can heal you in your relationships as well, and that he is the one who heals the heart. That's for sure. That you being the physical you, the spiritual you, the mental you, the emotional you. And just uh, starting off today, could you talk to the person next to you today and say, there's more to you than meets the eye. Come on, tell them. There's more to you than meets the eye. There's more to you than meets the eye. Yes, that's good. And um, now I want you to turn to them again and say, and this is where you get complicated. Yes. Somebody really enjoyed that last one compared to the first one. Isn't that the truth, though, in our lives You know, in so many ways, if the injured heart doesn't heal, you and I become even more complicated. That's for sure. Like, we become insecure, sensitive, fragile, um, overreacting, overthinking. We become guarded, don't we? Paranoid. All that thinking stuff that comes in there. If there's not a drama, you can make one when you're complicated. How many of you know what I'm talking about? That's the kind of stuff injury can do to us as an internal hurt. I don't know about you, but I do not want to be complicated, right? I want to become as uncomplicated as possible. I want uncomplicated relationships. Anybody else feel that way in the day we live in? You just want uncomplicated relationships? But boy, we, we sure live in a day where there's a lot of complications. We make it really hard for one another and uh, to have better relationships and deeper relationships. And so I just want you to know, think about it, the best relationships are the ones that aren't complicated. That's very true. Can we not get set free? Can we not get healed? Can we all not work on being whole so that we don't have all of these extra complications? How many agree with that? Say yes. I think that's a great thing. I'm telling you, God can heal you everywhere that you hurt. So the good news is, as we brought the scripture last week of Psalm 147, where it says, he heals the brokenhearted, And he binds up their wounds. Luke chapter 4, we also spoke about last week, is Jesus' mission statement. And Jesus said, God sent me, heaven sent me to heal the what? The brokenhearted. That's one of his great mission statements. Jesus also said in John 14, I don't have that on the screen, but he says, peace I leave with you. And my peace I give to you, not like the world gives you, but I give it to you. Then he makes this statement, do not let your hearts be troubled. Your hearts be troubled. That's empowering. He's talking to your heart. Don't let your hearts be troubled. He says this, like, we have the power to not allow our hearts to be troubled. 
don't allow your hearts to be troubled. Then he said this is like, hey, you don't have to be afraid. It's as if he's given us his power not to be troubled. What he is saying is so true is wherever our ability stops, God's ability picks up. That's a great thing, isn't it? Wherever you're and I ability, because we are human, we only have certain amount of ability inside of us in the natural realm. It's where God's ability picks up and starts over and starts a new work inside of us. And so when we do the best that we can do, God does the best that we can't do. And I'm going to talk to you today, and I'm going to pick up where we were last week. I'm going to talk not only about patterns in our pain, but patterns in our healing. Patterns in our healing. Pain is unavoidable, but staying hurt is optional. I want you to know that today. No one who is hurt has to stay hurt. No one who is hurt has to stay hurt. We were created to heal physically, emotionally. God already put that ability and that potential inside of us to heal us from our hurts. That is already in us. There's a story in the book of Acts chapter 16. If you'll turn there with me, Acts chapter 16, New Testament, right after the Gospels. And I want to use this as a premise for our talk today. This is a story of two guys named Paul and Silas. We probably know their names well. In this chapter, they were victims of hate and victims of injustice. They were treated unfairly. They didn't deserve the pain that they went through. But what I want to do is focus for a moment on Acts 16 and verse 25, just one verse. And it was at the end of this incredible tough day. It was about midnight, the Bible says, about midnight. In the place where they're paying, by the way, Paul and Silas were praying at this moment, coming through a very excruciating day, that they began to pray and sing hymns to God. What I want you to notice is the counterintuitive nature of their response to pain that was happening in their lives. And I hope that you get this today. I hope you understand the counterintuitive nature First of all, of our God in us, Jesus in us, and real people throughout God's word giving a counterintuitive response to their pain. It wasn't a typical, predictable response. Chances are that no one ever sang songs of worship in that prison before, and it's not how you normally or naturally respond to really pain, a day of hurt and abuse, and being shouted, and screamed at, and belittled, it, it, it's, it's just not the intuitive response. It's not something normal that comes out of us. And, and the reason that people stay hurt is that most people respond to hurt by doing something that feels right in just a natural response. See, that's what I'm referring to today as the pattern of pain, because it feels normal, natural, right? Like they did something to me, But what happens is when we stay in our normal heart and attitude, our default pattern, it brings us the opposite results than what we desire. The pattern of pain is instinctive in us as humans, and it doesn't bring healing in our lives. Are you with me so far? Like anger doesn't bring healing. Blaming 
doesn't bring healing. That's our normal human. You, so people say, well, I'm just human, right? And we would defend that behavior, but what I want to do is interrupt that today and talk about and see if we can come into agreement about some things through God's word. And so we have to look at this, shutting down, walling off your life from other people doesn't bring healing, does it? We think that it does. We think that we can alienate ourselves and pull away from others, but that kind of response has a domino effect in our lives, and literally what it does is create more pain, and it creates more collateral damage by piling hurt on top of hurt on top of hurt on top of hurt in our lives. And so what happens is that you'll have one spouse that's hurt in the relationship, and the normal response would be, I will hurt back right? That's a normal response. They did this to me, maybe knowingly or unbeknownst to them that that they didn't even know, but guess what? I will hurt back, and then you could have a child that's felt hurt by a father. There could be wounds, and they will say, I will hurt back, and what happens is you have hurt on top of hurt on top of hurt in our lives. If we watch the news today, we watch hate in action all around America today, and it's hurt on top of hurt on top of hurt. It's, it's instinctive, and many times we think it's just justified in our minds. Then it becomes generational. It goes generational, which is excruciating to look at the collateral damage of that. So as we talk in this need, I want you to understand this. Our need for healing, we need to stay in a cycle of healing rather than a cycle of pain. Bitterness doesn't bring healing. Being vindictive doesn't bring healing, but people think that it does, right? Do you know what brings healing? Well, let's talk about that. The counterintuitive decision is what brings healing in our lives, like engaging in a pattern of healing that's counterintuitive to our nature begins to change the course. So something like singing in a prison at midnight in your pain is what creates an opportunity for God to work supernaturally and do what we cannot do in the place of our pain. Can I hear an amen? Well, what does that look like, John? That's a great question. I'm glad you asked. It looks like this. Hands up when your heart is down. Amen? It looks like hands up when I'm having a terrible day. It looks like worship to our God, like we sang about today, that we're going to worship, even in the midst of our pain, we're going to worship and change the cycle of what we're going through. But it means, hey, I'm going to raise my hands and worship God. And let me tell you something, church. I know many of you feel comfortable in raising your hands. Listen, when we come into this attitude of worship and praise as we sang before God, Never be afraid of raising your hands in worship to the King of kings and the Lord of lords and giving him all the glory and all the praise. I just think if people stand like this so many times in worship, they're just anchored down and weighted down in their pain rather than saying, God, I'm just going to give you the glory and I'm just going to break off all these ties that bind me and I'm going to give the Lord honor and glory and praise. 
See, that's just kind of how I look at it in my, in my own life. Some say, well, I don't feel that comfortable. Well, man, just raise one hand. Maybe it's just here. Maybe it's just down here. Maybe it's just down here. And you just get to the point where you just continue to raise your hands. How many of you know the Bible tells us that we should raise our hands in worship? That's a biblical response, and he tells us to do that. Raise your hands in the sanctuary. Amen? That's okay. You can raise your hands in your car, too. Just don't take both your hands off the steering wheel. All right? You can raise it. You can give the Lord glory. So it's worship the Lord when your heart is down. Lift up your hands when your heart is going downward. It's so important to know that. It's worship in the pain that brings healing. It's forgiveness when you want to strike back that brings healing in Jesus' name. It's seeing the good in the struggle that brings healing. You're like, well, there's nothing good about this. You don't understand what I'm in today, and I don't know what you're in. But listen, you can say, hey, there's nothing good about what I'm going through in my pain. There is always something good in everything that goes on in our lives because God's promise is all things work to the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. See, this is what I'm talking about counterintuitive. Counterintuitive. We can wallow in our crap all day long. That is the, that's the natural response to stay there. Rather than change the course and the discourse of our life and our talk and our communication. And so we say, hey, God works all things for the good. Yeah, this doesn't feel good and I hate where I'm at right now, but I'm not going to stay here. Looking for and locating and finding the good even in the crazy horror of life, that we're, that's where healing can begin. Putting yourself out there to love like you've never been hurt is what I'm talking about saying. That's a pattern, a pattern. Can you say that? A pattern. That's it. Talking about the promises of God today. That's what I'm talking about. That's where, that's where healing begins. That's what it says. And we need to confess in our faith. We need to confess our faith. We need to confess the word. The Bible doesn't say, let the weak just admit it and stay there. The Bible says, let the weak say, I am what? Strong. Yes, I am strong. Man, first service, you are here with us today. I hear you. Yes, I am strong. You know why? Because when the person who is in a weakened condition, begins to say opposite of what they feel, counterintuitive to everything that they are sensing and feeling in their life, when they begin to take the steps that are counterintuitive steps, with words that they form in their mouth, they begin with self-affirmation, a pattern of healing, and a pattern of strength that you encourage yourself in the Lord. Last Sunday night, we had our house party here, and it was an amazing night of worship and praise and baby dedications and water baptism. 43 people got water baptized last Sunday night. Come on, can, let's just give the Lord thanks. Come on, give him a shout of praise. Thank you, Lord. We praise you. Yes, Lord. To God be the glory. 43 people that came through and got water baptized last Sunday night, and it was an amazing night. And I'm going to tell you, if you missed it, too bad for you, because your faith would have been encouraged. Now, I'm just talking as your pastor today, because I love you. So if I slap you up and down a little bit today, it's because I love you. But that night was absolutely off the chain amazing. 
and the power of God landed upon this place. Five people came to Jesus during the service. God was, oh, he was good to us. It was amazing, amazing night. Had the opportunity to bring together Stevens City and Clearbrook Campus, and it was so good. But listen, there were people that made the decision to get in the baptismal tank. Now, let me tell you, of the 43, nine of them were spontaneous. Nine people we encouraged to get out of their seats because God was doing something powerful and profound in this place that they got out of their seats with their clothes on that they wore in and got into the baptismal tank. Nine spontaneous water baptisms. Let me tell you something. I know some of the stories of people that got up and were spontaneous and they went in there and they got baptized. People that pushed past their fear and their pain. And it's in that moment people interrupted the pattern of pain and the thought of fear. In that moment, the pattern was changed in their life. When you come to Jesus, you change the pattern. Amen? You could stay hurt. You could stay lost. You could stay rebellious. But when you come to Jesus, you are changing the pattern in the discourse of your life. Amen? That's what it's about. When you receive water baptism, you're changing the pattern from hurt to the pattern of healing in Jesus' name. Are you following me now? See, it's going to have you take steps of faith to come out of the pattern of pain. I'm saying steps of faith because let me tell you something. I know what I'm dealing with in this room. There is the power of darkness that tries to come and we get weighted down and we just want to stay in the pain and grovel there because we're so used to that pattern. When Jesus says, I've got a greater pattern for you, and that is a pattern of healing for your life, but you're going to have to take steps to get to that. It's counterintuitive. You can interrupt your pain today by taking the counterintuitive steps to healing in Jesus' name. Your scars... Know this, your scars are a reminder that God is healing you. That the past is behind you, that the future is a future of health, healing, and wholeness. Listen, if you've ever broken a bone, how many of you in this room have ever broken a bone? Let me see your hand. There's a lot of you have. We go through life, right? Bones break. Something happens. If you know that, it's just not the uncomfortability and all the pain that goes on with the broken bone wherever it was in your body. It's that pattern in your body that when you move around, you move around when you're hurting to accommodate and compensate for the injury, don't you? It wasn't like it was before when it was okay and healed. But you have to compensate for it you compensate for the injury that took place. So that's where the therapist comes alongside of us to push us into a pattern of healing, right? They get you up even when you do not feel like getting up, right? Those of you that have a broken bone, you know, especially if you broke a leg, broke something on your foot, they're gonna get you up. They're gonna say, okay, like we're walking today. And the therapist aren't there to coddle you, are they? No, no, no. They're not going to keep you there like, oh, you know, I just want to stay here. Just give me more pain meds and yeah, yeah, and all of that. No, they are not there to coddle you because they want to see you get better. I hope that you see this through the time last week and this week. I am not here as your pastor to coddle you either. 
I love you, but you can't stay, and I can't stay in my pain, right? And we need somebody in our life that can do that for us. And I'm not saying being mean. I'm saying lovingly pushing people out there to say, hey, you can't stay in the pattern of pain any longer. The, the, the things that you're talking about and the pain and the discourse of your life and the, the dialogue that keeps going on, you can't stay here. You have to move on. And so a therapist is not there to be popular with you. They're, they're not, I mean, yeah, you're paying them, but you're paying them to get you out of bed, right? So a therapist is there to see you get back into your pattern of healing away from your pattern of injury. You getting this? That we start walking in a way, even when it hurts, because of what you suffered and what you've gone through, but that's what healing does, the path of healing. Now, many times, what happens when you start into that pattern of healing, you will scream, like, this hurts. If you have a broken bone, and you're getting back to it, and you're getting therapy, you're like, oh my goodness, this hurts. I don't know if I want to do this. I'm not sure I want to take this next step right now on the journey because this hurts so bad. And so what we have to do is that we have to keep moving even though it hurts. We have to keep going because the goal is healing and wholeness. And so what you're going to do is you say, hey, you know what? I'm not going to nurse this. I'm not going to curse this. I'm not going to rehearse this, but I am getting well in Jesus' name. I am on the pathway of healing in Jesus' name. Come on, can you give the Lord a great big hand clap because that's what it's about for you and me, for you and me, right? That we're not going to stay there. So we have to realize we need to start even though it hurts. So that's really important. Life is a contact sport. How many of you found that to be true? Life is a contact sport. I just want you to know that. And because of that, people have family hurts, people have boyfriend hurts, girlfriend hurts, fiance hurts, husband hurt, wife hurt, church hurts. I was thinking about the, the story of the cowboy. Um, he was clean, but he wore cowboy boots, old boots and jeans to church. He went to a prestigious church in the city where they were sophisticated. He stuck out like a sore thumb. He's sitting there in church that day. The people that were there didn't like how he was dressed. So much so they went to the pastor and said, Pastor, this guy is wearing cowboy boots. Did you see that guy coming into church? So the pastor went and talked to him and said, Hey, you know, look, around here, we don't dress like that at this church. He said, Yes, sir. Yes, Reverend. Very, very polite, nice. He said, this week, I'd like you to think about that and ask the Lord how you should dress when you come back to church. The cowboy walked away. He came back in the next week. He looked the same. He has boots on, his jeans on. And it got everybody all the more upset in the high-end kind of sophisticated church. The pastor knew he had to do something because the people, you know, they were upset. So he went and talked to the guy again and said, I I thought I told you not to dress that way when you come here to church. Cowboy said, yes, sir. Did you hear me? Yes, yes, I did. Did you do what I asked? Yes, I did, sir. You prayed about it? I did. If you prayed about it, he said, well, what did God tell you? How did God tell you you should dress when you come to this place, this church? Cowboy said, well, sir, 
uh, God said he didn't, didn't know because he'd never been to this church before. At any church, there's humanity. That's what I'm saying. See, people come into church many times and think, well, there's not going to be any hurt here. I wish that was the case. But you got to be reminded we're a family. And in your family, there are hurts. People come into the church and they think it's so different. Well, we should be. And we need to be on the pattern of healing. We're not going to stay in the pattern of hurt. Life is a contact sport. Same thing goes in your family, at home, your biological. Things that you experienced growing up. So we have to know that. The longer you play, the fact is you're going to suffer some kind of pain. That's the way life is. Important to know that God has come to heal the brokenhearted. God doesn't want us to be hurt and stay hurt. He wants us to be healed to help others become whole. Some people might say, well, I came to church and got hurt. All you need to get hurt is just get up in the morning. How many of you are with me? If you're old enough to understand that, you got it. To get hurt, all you have to do is just get up in the morning. It's really true. Because you go throughout your day, there's any type of hurt that could happen on any given day, in any type of scenario in your relationships and in your life. Many churches stay in the hospital mode because they stay broken, shattered, and hurt, and then they're not able to contribute. It's God's plan that you come in and you get healed, and we need not just to be the family of God. I hope you get this. We need not just to be the family of God, but we have to understand We are in the army of God. And if all you do is stay in a pattern of hurt in the body of Christ, you never enter into the army of God moving forward. Amen? That's so true. There is a battle to be fought in one for the Lord Jesus Christ, and many people are stuck hurting in their pain. You've got to remember, it's all bigger than us. It's about the army of God and fighting the good fight of faith. That's what I'm talking about. So it takes healed people to do that. It takes a healed person to pray for people that have hurt them. So that's freeing. That's liberating. And understand that there's power in that pattern. The pain pattern keeps you in a repetitious cycle versus the pattern of healing. So the power of a simple decision followed by an act that you don't feel like doing, doing choices that you don't like making, just like Paul and Silas at midnight, at the midnight hour, verse 26. It says, suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundation of the prison was shaken, and at once all the prison doors flew open, and the chains came off of them, and they were loose. Like, the prison could not hold prisoners no more. Point is that something big started to happen And it didn't just stop with Paul and Silas. The greatest part is if you read on in the story, you see that the jailer that was in charge of the jail to keep it secure, could you imagine his feeling at that moment, 
when the doors flew open and the chains came off, and he's responsible for every one of them, that, that he was so impacted, the jailer was so impacted, he witnessed this, he went home, gathered up his family, he got them all back to the river, and the whole household was baptized that night, and they were converted over to the Lord Jesus Christ. That is what a pattern of healing will do versus a pattern of hurt in our life. Our healing is not just for us. When you have the courage to say, I am not going to stay here, I am not going to go there, our healing is not just for us. Our healing is for other people when you interrupt the pattern of hurt in Jesus' name. The work of the Holy Spirit then comes alongside of us and gets you and gets us involved in the empowering process of saying, you know what, you're not only going to get empowered in this moment, I'm going to help you empower other people to be free. You never know what God will use in your journey and using your breakthrough of your story to open up the doors of other people's prison of pain and create an opportunity of healing in their life. I'm talking about a pattern today. Horatio Spafford was a prominent lawyer, businessman who lived in Chicago in the 1800s. He had some traumatic events that happened in his life. The first was the loss of a two-year-old son in the massive Chicago fire in 1871. The fire also destroyed a lot of the properties that he owned, impacting him financially so severely. Two years later, he and his family had planned to go on a trip to Europe, and in the last minute, there was a change of plans. He had a delay in his business. It had to do with zoning problems following the great Chicago fire. He sent his family on ahead of him and the plan was for him to come after them and meet up with them. But while crossing the Atlantic Ocean, the ship that his family was on had a collision that sank the boat and all four of Spafford's children died. His wife's name, name was Anna and she sent a telegram and it was only two words and this is what it was. Saved alone. Shortly after that Spafford traveled to meet his grieving wife, the ship that he was on passed near the waters where his daughters had died, and it was in that moment in that same vicinity that created such great pain that he wrote, as we know, a famous hymn that has been the source of ongoing strength to millions of people, and you might recognize it, when peace like a river Attendeth my way when sorrows like sea billows roll. Whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say. And originally the word is no. Thou hast taught me to know. It is well. It is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. See, you never know how God will use your healing to help others. You, you never know when, when, when you do the counterintuitive thing, when you choose healing, you never know. I'm telling you, you may never know this side of heaven. You never know. Like 
when you want to keep the argument going, but you humble yourself and you say, I'm sorry, I don't want to do this anymore. You never know. How moments like that can change the trajectory, not of, only of your own life, but what about your future and your children's life? It's amazing what can happen if you start doing what doesn't feel easy to do in the moment of your place of pain, to say things that you really don't feel like saying at that time, that, that God, you've taught me to know it's well. You, you've taught me to know it is well. You never know what God could do as, he, as you come into the pattern of healing today, today. I'm talking about today, doing this, and, and not only heal you, but serve to the benefit of others and the health of other people. So if you've been hurt today, which means every one of us, every one of us have been hurt. If you've been hurt, turn that around and help other people who are hurting. If you were abandoned as a child, go after and help abandoned children today. You know how they feel. And you know what it's like to be healed. Rather than... Go down a road of self-destruction. Turn around and get into a pattern of healing. God didn't give you a testimony just to sit on it, put it in a treasure box, but he wants you to use it to release healing to others. I'm high-fiving so many people that are here today that have come a long, long way. Long way. That you realize that God's not done yet and that you're going to stay and you're going to keep on the path of healing and you're going to keep in that pattern of healing in your life. And that you realize as you step into that, not only are you helping yourself, but you're helping other people that are around you, maybe people you don't even know. Because you at this moment have an opportunity to write a new song. You have an opportunity today to tell a different story based on Jesus Christ. Yeah, oh wow, the facts of what I'm looking at in reality, they don't look great. But in Jesus' name, I'm going to get my healing. And I'm holding a water bottle here. And uh, I'm not sure how much it weighs, but it really doesn't matter. But if you look at this, as I'm holding on to it, there, there is some of us, as, as I talk to you and tell these stories, you say, hey, I'm living a pretty good life. I don't have those incidents you talked about or people that have struggled or whatever, but perhaps if you think about it, there are still conversations that are haunting you and, and still things that, that you said that are hanging over you. Things that you have done, there's still fractures that are inside of you. And it doesn't seem big compared to other people's pain. But what I want to say to you is if I hold this for a couple of moments, it's no big deal. But if I hold this out here like for an hour... Well, you know, my arm's going to get weary, and it's probably going to start dropping, right, over time. It's going to happen. You, you tell me, hey, I want you to hold it all day long. Well, let me tell you something. The muscles in my arms, what little there is, it's going to scream, ouch. Right? It's going to say, ow, that hurts. I'm beginning to cramp. I'm beginning, I can't function. I'm beginning to lock up. My elbow is locking up. I, I won't be able to, I can't do this any, any, any longer. But here's what I want you to know. The longer I hold her, the heavier it gets, but it doesn't weigh any different. Are you with me? It's the same way when you carry around internal weight in your life. Stress defensiveness, things that you hang on to and carry around, it just gets heavier, and it may seem 
like it's no big deal, why don't we today just give it to God? Whether it's small or whether it's great, why don't we just open our hearts today and turn our hearts towards heaven and have an open heart before God? I want you to know that today, that there is a powerful testimony waiting to come out of your life when you come into the pattern of healing in Jesus' name. Listen, there are stories of pain and there are stories of hurt that are right here in this room. There is also stories and patterns of healing that God has done here. And God is doing a mighty work in us. Didn't plan on doing this, but I'm going to do it. Uh, Micah and Shauna, come on up here. I see you over here to my left. I'm going to have you come up here. Wanted to get your guys a story and a video, and I couldn't, couldn't get it done right after Easter. But Micah and Shauna Henry, come on. Would you give them a great big hand clap? <laughs> Micah in January, February, after he left a, uh, our second service here at Abundant Life, went home, started to not feel well, and um, unbeknownst to you, you were having a heart attack. And uh, Shauna, you found him, and uh, right there in your home, you went home, he had a massive heart attack. How much, uh, as you took him in, I know that I went in Sunday night because I got some uh, calls from people in the church, um, went in, and the condition was absolutely grave, absolutely grave. And uh, in that moment, how, how much was his artery clogged? 100% clogged artery that, that he had. Took him in for surgery. And uh, I will tell you, there was a lot of prayers that were going up for Micah, for Sean, and this entire family. Uh, this precious family that comes to church here and serves and, and loves God. And so we believed and put him on the prayer chain and just believed with him as well. But I know, I know you, you held out faith. And Micah, in that room, you were completely out of it. Thus, you should have. That's just like you should have because you were lying there. But listen. We knew that faith was in the room at that hour. And prayers, and we just prayed the prayer of faith with Shauna and agreed with you and your families that were there and the church family. And I know that, that they did an open heart. And uh, God touched your body. And uh, Micah stands here today. This was one of those heart attacks they call the widow maker. And what was the percentage? 1% to make it. 1% that Micah stands here today where God touched his heart. Let me tell you something. That is a miracle. That's a miracle from the Lord. Amen? Praise the Lord. That's powerful. Thank you, Lord. He stands before us as a miracle. There, what am I saying here today is there are many things in our life that can clog our spiritual arteries that keeps us from God's best and from a pattern of healing, right? Rather than staying in a pattern of pain 
there's a pattern of healing. We see the physical healing, but also how many of you know there's a spiritual healing here too? Because we know God was just as involved with the doctors and the nurses and the medical staff at Winchester Medical Center. But we rejoice in the fact today that God is in the healing business and still heals us. Amen? So come on, would you give a great big hand clap to Micah and Shauna? Bless you guys. We love you. Love you. Love you. Come on, give the Lord a great big hand clap of praise. Amen? Wow. Those are stories you just stand back and see. That is a miraculous working God. So I'm not sure what's in your spiritual arteries today. But I know one thing. God wants you well. He wants you whole. and He wants you clean. And I know that you have hurt. Because life is a contact sport. And things happen. Maybe things you didn't even do. But things were done to you. But I want to let you know that God is here. So an action step before we bring this down and we worship the Lord is maybe today you make a list of a new pattern that I'm going to do this starting today and tomorrow on Monday I won't do this any longer but I will do this you have to begin to list your new pattern because why? you'll stay in your old pattern others you say man I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing because I feel like I'm whole and I'm healthy and that's great Thank, just thank God for your healing that you can be completely healed of every hurt in your life do you believe that? you can be Approach life with the expectation that you're going to get hurt seems fatalistic. You think, well, that seems fatalistic. That seems not positive. But listen, if you just come in knowing today and this week, hey, I know that life has hurts and it's a contact sport, but also I know that God's grace is sufficient for me. And it may take me a little time, but when I get hurt, I will not stay hurt then I'm going to get back up and God will help me and I will be healed of every hurt every time. Amen? God can do that today. That's what he can do. That's what he can do. That's what I offer you today. God's healing. 